The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans, and welcome to the second installment of Soap Central Live here on Voice America Talk Radio Network. I am your host, Dan Kroll, and for the next hour, we're going to be talking about anything and everything soaps. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, I will have tonight's guest, Tony, from the Two Scoops section of SoapCentral.com. Uh, but next week, I want to preview. We have a very special guest coming next week. Uh, I'll tell you more about who it is later in the hour. But here's a little teaser for you. Uh, this is an Emmy-nominated performer who has appeared on five different soap operas. So there's something to... Get your minds whirling. Uh, again, I'll tell you who that is later in the hour, so stay tuned for that. Um, speaking of other things that are coming up, in the second half hour, I'm opening up the call lines to you, the listeners. Uh, after last week, a lot of you were unable to get through. There were a lot of people calling, and I want to make sure that you guys have a chance to weigh in on tonight's topic, which is the most shocking and surprising soap opera death. This has been brought on, Days of Our Lives, for a decision that we will talk about, decided to kill off Mickey Horton last week. Uh, This show has been dealing with the aftermath all this week, um, but who better to talk about Days of Our Lives than our Two Scoops columnist from SoapCentral.com. It is Tony, and Tony is tonight's special guest. So thank you so much for being a part of the show, Tony. Hey, Dan, thank you very much. Um, I'm glad to be here. I, I'm glad that you're here. Let's, you know, there'll be no honeymoon period. Let's just get right into it. Why do you think that Days of Our Lives would kill off a, a character that's really integral to the show's history? Why, what, what was the decision behind this? You know, it's, it's kind of funny because it's, it shouldn't be shocking because Mickey, he's showed signs of like a soap opera illness for a long time. Um, he started turning visible, clammy hands. So it shouldn't be like totally shocking, but you know, ultimately it was. Um, you know, he just, I mean, like you said at best, he's a pillar of Salem. He first, very first episode, it was six characters and he was one of them. So, you know, I think they just, you know, I think it was time. I think fans were, you know, there's that excuse he's in the other room or he's in Chicago. You know, after a while that kind of, you know, starts to get a little bit, uh, too much to handle for a soap fan. So, you know, I think it did that, not only, you know, kind of nipped that in the bud, but, I mean, my gosh, if you've watched Days this week, Susan Rogers, she's just, you know, she's on fire. You know, 30-some years ago, she won an Emmy, and I wouldn't be surprised next year if she's on the list again. Well, one, I'm always disappointed when they use these shocking deaths, not just on Days of Our Lives, but on any show, 
to give someone who maybe didn't have material in a long time, to give them something that they can sort of sink their teeth into. Uh, it seems unnecessary. But this being Days of Our Lives, the show's killed off some really high-profile characters before. Certainly there was the whole uh, Salem stalker slasher, Marlena was killing people, but they really weren't dead storyline. Do you think that this is a death that's really going to take? You know, I, I do. I think that, um, especially with the character of Mickey, um, you know, he was played by John Clark for pretty much since day one until a few years ago when the actor retired. Um, and then they had to, I would say, non-successful recast. You know, I was kind of pulling for both of them to kind of make it happen, but it just didn't. So I, I think it's done. I think that, you know, that, you know, it was a very, it wasn't a stereotypical day's death where, you know, there's no body or, you know, there was a lot leading up to it. It was just, you know, it was very, it was very sudden. And I think that that was, it was a very realistic storyline for days. And I think that, you know, because of the actress, like Susan Rogers, I think that she's handling that well. Like, I think that for her, it's not, you know, oh my God, hysterics. It's just like a very believable, you know, blindside, so so to speak, for the character. So like, I don't think that necessarily, like, she hasn't been on the front burner. Like, this last 2009, she had been. I mean, she's been kind of, like, never disappeared from the canvas, but, you know, last year was definitely the big year for her to come back. So I think it's kind of a natural progression for her. I don't think that she was necessarily, like, we haven't seen her for so long and then this. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's okay. Like, I think that this death will stick, and I think that there'll be ramifications for it for a long time. I think that something else, and, you know, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I think that something that was good about this, if there is anything good to come out of this, is that this was, uh, for all intents and purposes, a traditional death. This is just a normal, uh, you know, this is what happens when you get older type of thing. It wasn't uh, in a plane crash or a crazy car accident or, you know, a, a, a chicken falling out of the sky and, and hitting him on the head. Uh, I, I think that that may have helped the story, at least for me. No, for me too. Like, I, I just, you know, I think we've all experienced, you know, you know, family members or friends. It's just, you know, they, when, you know, people, anybody, you know, young or old, but especially older, you know, folks seem to, things just happen unexpectedly. So I think that this was just like, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I love soaps and, you know, of course, as your resident days fan, you know, I, of course I can handle when it gets kind of crazy, like spaceships and demonic possessions and things like that. But, you know, at the core of days, it's just like, that's, you know, that's a show where it started in the living room of the Horton house, you know, so it's, it was very much a family show. So when it gets down to storylines like this, for me as a viewer, I like, I really enjoy them because it's very, you know, it's kind of like going back to that living room, you know, and seeing it like, okay, these are the family members, and they do some kooky things, but at the heart of it, you know, we're still watching the family. Well, how long have you been watching Days of Our Lives? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, really, I, and this sounds so silly, but, like, I can't think of a time in my life when I didn't. Um, before, like, you know, before I entered uh, elementary school, um, my mom started working afterwards, but before that, she was just, you know, a housewife, and she'd be folding clothes while I'm sitting on the floor coloring in my books, and, you know, <laughs> she'd be watching Dave, and I'd be looking up and being like, what, what's going on here, you know? Do you, what's your first memory, then? Is your first memory of Days of Our Lives when you were coloring on the floor, or is it more when you actually started really watching it? You know, it's funny. Like, the first thing I really remember, um, I remember, I think his character's name was Jake Kosinchek. It was, you know, the current Roman. It was his brother. Mm-hmm. Like, he played Chris Kosinchek, so this was, like, his brother. And I remember he had, like, a really, um, I, I guess, uh, cleft in his chin, if that makes sense. And I remember just being young and being like, you know, 
what was that about? Like, I just kept asking my mom, like, I'm like, what's wrong with his chin? And, you know, looking back, it's very, you know, kind of like Cindy Crawford's mole, but, you know, that was my take, like, what's up with that? But I kind of remember that, and then, um, it, which works nicely into our conversation, um, Samantha Evans' death, Marlena's twin sister. Yes. And that was like, I mean, I've had a, you know, 30-year-old relationship with Marlena, and it's been hot and cold, but, you know, when I was that young, it's just, you know, she's the blonde princess who's the, you know, lead character in the storybook, mm-hmm. and they killed her, and I was just, like, traumatized. Like, I remember my mom's like, it's just a show, you know, she's trying to, like, talk me, <laughs> like, this 40-year-old Tony down off a wall, so it was kind of crazy. Well, you know, I, I sort of mentioned that Days of Our Lives has had these crazy deaths over its many, many years. How do you think Mickey's death ranks up there in terms of the most shocking or the most uh, sort of game-changing in, in terms of future story and how this will impact the show? You know, I, I think it was, you know, I think it just because of the history of the character, I think it's an important death. Um, okay. You know, it, I think the audience, you know, especially for audience people or people who start viewing within the last five years, it's like, you know, I think they basically caught the end of, um, I, I want to say, John Ingalls, Mickey? Yes. Yes. I always forget his first name. And so, I mean, that Mickey was a, definitely a lot kookier than, uh, you know, John Clark's Mickey. He just, you know, he wore like, well, I mean, he was also dealing with, you know, extravagant character, which was Bonnie at the time, and married to her. So it was a different Mickey than, you know, we grew up watching. And so it was a lot different. So I think at that point, it sort of transitioned into fans into being like, okay, you know, this character is not the same anymore. And then the last few years, he just hasn't been on. So I think that, I think it was done very respectfully and tastefully for the character. And I think it's the case where, you know, the actor retired, like the original actor who's most known for the role. So I think it was a, you know, I think it was a well-played move. And I think that, you know, it's kind of like Mickey's last gift. You know, he's giving all of these actors storylines and it's not just Susan Rogers, but I mean, you know, her, Molly Brunette, who started with the show a few years ago. So, it's, mm-hmm. you know, from the new characters, it's touching every character. So... Well, here's a, an interesting question, then, and I, I know this only from watching other soaps. Do you think that there's the potential that the day's writers may regret this decision? I know One Life to Live after uh, Phil Carey had a, a contract dispute and they decided to kill off the character of Asa Buchanan. And, you know, then the actor did pass away in real life, which, of course, no one knew was going to happen at the time. Uh, but, you know, it makes me wonder if they didn't miss out on some additional story because they couldn't have the character die again. Uh, so I, I'm wondering, I mean, do you think that there's any chance that maybe Days will regret this decision? You know, I, well, first of all, it's Days of Our Lives. So, you know, anything's <laughs> possible with that show. We've seen Stefano back to life like seven times. So, you know, Death on Days are always taken with a grain of salt for fans, I think. Um as far as regretting it, like, so they can always change it if, if that would need be, but, you know, I think the character of Mickey just, I mean, had a, you know, the, the character, quote-unquote, had a beautiful life, and I think that, you know, his storylines ran their course, and, you know, I'm not saying once you get to a certain age that that's it, you know, because, of course, that's not. I mean, I think there's, you know, even things they could be doing, which, you know, I've read some of the message boards about, like, you know, why don't they have, like, a storyline with Alice is in a home, and some of her, you know, relatives have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's nothing saying, like, okay, he passed his prime, but at the same time, I mean, we've been so leaned off the character for a while that, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of just a respectful way to say, okay, you know, he's not in the other room anymore, that's, that's it, we're going to keep moving forward. Well, 
you know, you mentioned characters of a certain age. Let's sort of be honest, though. A lot of characters, once they get past maybe even 40, we may even say, the soaps tend to not write stories for them anymore, and you prune the cast down to the point where you don't have anyone who's over 30. If you reached your 35th birthday on a soap, you're practically a senior citizen. Well, see, that's actually funny about days right now, and that's, I mean, that's one reason I'm actually really proud of the show, if I can say that without sounding kind of weird, but is the fact that, you know, we have, like, you know, Molly Burnett, and even, my gosh, like, she's a one-year-old, the, the girl that plays Sydney, um, the twins, and, I mean, they're, you know, stealing the show, but then, you know, on the other side of the coin, we have Joseph Mascalo, you know, Peggy McKay, Susan Rogers, and, I mean, everybody is getting screen time right now, and I think, you know, in general, that's one of the things that Days is doing really right right now and why the ratings are going up, because it's not like you're just waiting for, you know, your favorite character, and you're like, oh, wait, okay, there's a vet once in a while. It's, you know, it's a pretty healthy mix right now, and that's, that's you know, I'm proud of the show and watching that, and you know, what they're doing with the characters and how they're mixing them. How important is it to have a, a wide range of ages on the canvas? You know, I, I, I love it. I mean, that's, you know, for me, who you know, I've watched the show my whole life, so it's, you know, when I get to see people like John Aniston and Joseph Mascalo and stuff, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> there's the guys I grew up with. Um, you know, and of course, you know, at being in my you know, early 30s and, you know, I like to see, you know, people my age as well, but I think that, you know, I think it's really important. I think that, you know, like, you know, you have your teens who are going through what the 20-something, 30-something set went through, you know, 10 years ago or, you know, two years ago in Soap Page, um, and then you have your, you know, your older vets who are teaching wisdom to everything and, you know, still doing their old tricks. So it's, you know, I think that balance is really good, and I think when you focus too much on one age category, it just kind of, you, you alienate a lot of fans. And I think that, you know, a teenager who's home for summer break, yeah, they want to see the kids, but then, you know, look at, you know, for example, like the sitcom, The Golden Girls, it's like, you know, my my seven-year-old niece loves that show. So it's like, just because characters are older doesn't mean that they're not going to appeal to younger crowds. It's just, you know, it's a nice way to get in the door by having that teen push and then, you know, going forward. Well, we are moving into our first break here, but we're going to test how well you know Days of Our Lives since you've been watching it all your life. After the break, we're going to find out if Tony can tell us when Days of Our Lives debuted, and we can also test your soap trivia out there. So stay tuned for the answer coming in after the break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history, or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who, and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. 
Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, Soap fans, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm Dan Kroll, and I am joined by the Days of Our Lives two-scoop columnist over at SoapCentral.com, Tony, who, just before the break, was asked if he knew exactly when Days of Our Lives debuted on television. And I'm sensing that he knows the answer, so let's find out. Tony, when did Days of Our Lives debut? Well, it was exactly November 8, 1965. It actually was, and that is before both of us were born. So how do you know that? Um, actually, <laughs> we, I have to thank the column for that. Well, you know, I have read a couple of Days books that I have, and I can push up my nerd glasses because I admitted to having Days books. Um, <laughs> but also, Larissa and I do our um, yearly pro- or, uh, 44 reasons or 45 reasons to watch Days, and uh, we did them on our blog this year, and this was the second year. Last year we did 43 reasons, so this year was 44. And yeah, next or this year, 2010 will be 45. So it's, it was it's fun. It's a, it's a good way to kind of poke fun of, the story. Speaking of Larissa, she was Larissa was supposed to be on here. Uh, I'm I'm hoping she wasn't kidnapped by an evil Demira. No, you know, actually, she's um, upstairs in the nursery. Um, you know, she's in the other room, so I really can't talk to her. So it's going to be kind of rough. But she should be down later. She might be, you know, 15 years older or so. But, you know, we'll welcome her. You know, if not tonight, another time. Well, the thing that I like that the two of you do, one, uh, for people who are listening who maybe don't understand where Two Scoops came from, it has absolutely nothing to do with raisins. Uh, originally, when the Soap Central site started, there were two people who wrote dueling opinions of what they thought of the shows. So in addition to the scoops, which are previews, it was a back and forth between two people, so it became two scoops. Uh, The thing that I like most about the Days of Our Lives section that you and Larissa do 
are you do a year-end review. You do the Golden Donuts for the best of Days of Our Lives and the Alex North Memorial Awards for the worst of Days of Our Lives. Before we get into any of that, Golden Donuts and Alex North, uh, I think we may need an explanation of that. Well, it's, it's actually funny because, you know, Larissa and I just kind of, we were strangers before, you know, both of us started scooping and we both started around the same time. And, you know, I've never been one of those coworkers just to, like, you know, sit back. You know, I've just, like, you know, introduce myself, say, hey, how are you? And I think initially you wanted us to kind of, like, you know, you know, his view, her view. But, you know, as we got to know each other, it was just like, wow, we really don't argue on a few, you know, anything really. So it's kind of, <laughs> we get to back each other up, you know, and say, like, hey, good job, partner. But... Um, so when the awards came around, we were just like, hey, you know, instead of doing, like, you know, mine and yours, let's just, you know, do the best of and worst of. So, um, the, yeah, the Golden Donut Awards, uh, it's actually named in honor of Alice Horton, and uh, her culinary signature is her donuts. So we thought, you know, Golden Trophy Donuts, Alice Horton, Golden Donut Awards. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, simple but effective. And ironically, she was killed by donuts. Exactly, yeah. That but not was, really. Yeah, literally, she choked on a donut. Ooh. So it's, yeah. I don't think Dunkin' Donuts quite puts that on their advertisements, but... Yeah, that's that's wouldn't definitely be a, a good business decision. And the, the Alex North, I know who Alex North is, but was he really bad enough to warrant his own uh, awards? You know, it, it was a rough storyline. Um, I think that's kind of around the time that Dave was you know, kind of got the dubious honor of being, you know, kind of the soap, soap to stay away from or, you know, the redhead stepchild of the soap world. And uh, it was just rough. And uh, I, it was extra rough, too, for fans of Wayne Northrup because he, can't, you know, he was the original Roman Brady. And, you know, to many fans even know that Josh Taylor now has played him longer. I mean, he was Roman Brady, you know, Wayne Northrup. Mm-hmm. So he came back on as this other character. And, you know, I don't think that that was bad. That was odd enough of an adjustment because, you know, you have Chris Kosinchek playing Roman and now Roman playing this new character. <laughs> so that was all a mix up. But then, you know, to make it worse, they rewrote the history of Marlena. You know, like right. all of her marriages to John and Roman and, you know, John and Roman again and John and Roman again. Um, they were all invalid because she was married to this guy, Alex North. So it was it was kind of a weird, you know, you know, there's some parts of it you appreciate as like, okay, that's kind of an inventive storytelling, but, you know, it gets, you know, not very many stars on the scale there. And just, he was he was pretty schmucky, so he ended up getting the award. Well, you mentioned Marlena, and, you know, certainly as we look back at the best and worst of the year and, and looking ahead to what may come in 2010, you know, a year ago, everybody was up in arms that Deidre Hall and Drake Hogeston were being written off of Days of Our Lives. Uh, people said this was the end of days, NBC was trying to kill off the soap, uh, you know, it was their, it's their only soap. They figured, this is it, it's the end, NBC's moving on. And here we are a year later, and Days of Our Lives ratings are actually higher than what they were a year before. How do you explain that? You know, I want to let my evil twin answer for me right now. And so Uh-oh, okay. Do we need... For this. Okay. Um, evil twin no, music. You know, I, I... Oh, um... I do, I love Deidre Hall. I think she's a great actress, you know, and what the, kids, what the character of Marlena did for the Days of Our Lives, it just, you know, she's like the Susan Lucci of the Days of Our Lives. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, it's like you kind of associate one with the other. But, you know, she did leave, you know, 10 years ago to do primetime show, and, you know, the show went on and was successful. So, I mean, 
as much as she contributed, I, there's, you know, it's a show, it's a, it's a team effort. It's not, you know, Days of Our Lives starring Deidre Hall. It's Days of Our Lives with Deidre Hall, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that as important as her contribute, uh, contributions were, I think that there's enough storyline and characters that it's, it's kind of nice, you know, to have a little break once in a while. No, I, I agree with that. I think if the, the shows would apply that theory to every character, I think that they would probably have more viewers. Sometimes it's, it's time to move on, to get a new story, to give a character a break, uh, allow fans to miss that character. When someone's on five times a week, every week of every year, you don't really get a chance to miss them. So this way... You know, people are still saying, oh, my gosh, I, I hope she comes back. Oh, my gosh, you know, when, when, when are they bringing her back? I think that's, that's a good thing to do, at least that's, in my head. No, I agree with that. And I, I think that that's one thing, you know, on the flip side of, like, what Days does really good, I think that's one of the things that, and I don't know if it's, you know, con- I mean, you know, you know the red tape of everything and contracts and everything mm-hmm. like that, but I wish that Days would, I guess, I don't know, get a better rapport with some of its actors, but just... Um, I've noticed other shows, like I've been watching, you know, especially One Life to Live the past year or so, and I've watched other shows in the past, and they seem to, like, you know, a guest spot isn't unheard of. But on days, it's kind of like, you know, unless somebody dies, it's, that's, like, right now, um, Lisa Terrell, who played uh, Melissa Horton, is back on mm-hmm. for a couple episodes. But, it, you know, it took a death to get that. So it's, I don't think it, I think it would be a little, you know, I guess on days better behalf to, like, you know, I invite Deidre Hall to come back for a week or so just to say, hey, you know, the character is still here, this is what she's been up to, let me see how my children are. Even if it's just a, a telephone call or a, or a letter, or well, you can't really show up in a letter, uh, a video conference on the Internet, I think that it's silly to pretend that just because an actor isn't on contract anymore that their character also isn't going to call in to see how people are doing. Uh, I mean, do we really think that Marlena wouldn't call to offer her condolences uh, about the death of Mickey? Exactly, and, and I think it's funny too because you know, in, in storylines ebb and flow, and characters interaction ebbs and flows. But you know, it's funny because you know when Marlene and Maggie, you know, were in scenes together, they were best friends. You know, so it's like you said, right. it's, she should phone home. You know, she should pull an ET there. But um, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, but you know, I, I'm wondering if if a way to keep these viewers that are in the show watching the show this year that weren't there last year, I mean, uh, maybe that's what they need to do. They need to encourage them to tune in, whether it be to see performers that aren't with the show anymore through special appearances or, you know, good storytelling. But as we're winding down here on this uh, segment, uh, it went really quickly, uh, what do you think Days of Our Lives needs to do in the 12 months ahead to have a successful year? You know, I mean, it's there's always going to be, you know, pros and cons and things that anybody can do better. Um, you know, I think if they really just stay on course, I think right now with um, especially like the baby swap storyline, it's kind of getting it to the point where it's a little bit, it's like, okay, come on, let's, you know, light the fire a little bit. And, you know, there's a point where things are dragged out. And as a soap fan, you understand why. Mm-hmm. With, but there's a point where, you know, suspenseful becomes kind of like, okay, am I still interested in this? So I think that, you know, there's some tweaks they need to do and kind of start building maybe a couple more layers to things to come. But, you know, I think that just, it's a very, it's a very well-layered show right now. And, you know, it's funny, like, I can't say that I love everything about every storyline, you know, who can, but it's, you know, it's definitely keeping my interest. And, you know, I have, I have to do a little scooping this weekend, so you'll be able to read about the 
my interest level in the column on Monday. Absolutely. Uh, for folks who don't know, you write the column every other week. Uh, Larissa, of course, is in that other week. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that I think it, it's fun to read because people get to read it and say, oh, my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. Or, you know, oh, he's crazy. I, I need to get on the computer and, and, and send him off a, an email to tell him that he's crazy. We get that a lot. Well, I do anyways. Larissa, you know, I don't know if she gets called crazy quite as much, but... Um, you know, that, that's, it's a fun dynamic, and we have a lot of fun with it. And, I mean, that's our favorite thing is getting feedback. And it's just like, you know, even if people don't agree with us, it's just it's so fun to hear other opinions and say, and sometimes we do change our minds, and, you know, sometimes we don't, but it's always fun to agree to disagree. Well, we're going to find out about that in the next half hour when fans get to call in and talk about their shocking deaths. I want to thank you, Tony, for coming on and being a guest tonight. Uh, certainly people can check out your Two Scoops column over at SoapCentral.com. And I'm I'm into this cliffhanger thing, so let's see if I've got this right. You can let me know what you think. Coming up in the next half hour, the very first SoapCentral.com giveaway here on Soap Central Live. Find out what we're giving away and how you have a chance to win it after the break. Thanks again, Tony, and stay tuned for Soap Central Live. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Once upon a time, there lived three energy hogs. Now, an energy hog is what you have when humans waste energy. One day, the three energy hogs set out to find themselves a cottage. Let's look for leaky windows, said the first energy hog, for he knew that would waste energy. Let's look for leaky doors, said the second. Let's look for a swing set, said the third, for he had more blubber than brains. So they set off down the road. Presently, they came upon a tiny cottage where dwelled a clever girl named Dreadylocks. I hope it has leaky windows, cried the first energy hog. I hope it has leaky doors, cried the second. I hope it has the bathroom, cried the third, for only his brains were smaller than his bladder. But Dreadylocks liked playing cool games at energyhog.org. And from energyhog.org, she learned how to use energy wisely. So the three energy hogs were forced to look elsewhere to waste energy and had to use the disgusting restroom at the gas station down the road. And the moral of the story is, to use energy wisely, log on to energyhog.org or waste not, hog not. This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of Soap Central Live. If you missed the last half hour, you missed... Tony from the SoapCentral.com Two Scoops column for Days of Our Lives, and he wanted to make sure that I let anyone who watches Days of Our Lives uh, know to check out Larissa's column this week. She goes on record and at length about the death of Mickey Horton. It's definitely a must-read. Now, before the break, I was teasing a giveaway that I'm doing here. Uh, I got to thinking about it with the trivia question. I want to know... Of the seven soaps that are on the air currently, as of December 31st, 2009, how many total years have those shows been on the air? The total number of years. Uh, the winner, you can email your answer to radio at soapcentral.com. The winner will get a soapcentral.com t-shirt. So that'll be the first giveaway. There's going to be more to come. We're celebrating 15 years on SoapCentral.com, and we're going to have 15 different giveaways this year. So there'll be a lot of fun. Now, we are talking about the most shocking soap opera deaths, and I understand that we have Kathy on the line who has some thoughts of her own. So let's see what Kathy has to say. Kathy, thanks for being a part of the show. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, the most shocking for days is um, uh, Patch for me. Okay. Even Carol, that was the most shocking. Now, what about Soap Wide? Are you, do you only watch Days of Our Lives, or do you watch other soaps? No, one I to live in General Hospital. What about those two? Do they uh, have some shocking deaths of their own on those shows? No, I haven't been watching one that's lived that long. But General Hospital, um, the shocking one was um, Laura. Okay. What about that made it so shocking to you? Um, because it was it was before the internet, before the before the soap opera judges that we didn't know about it. Gotcha. Do you think that that's that's a good point? Do you think that knowing what's coming up, whether it be through the internet or whether it be through soap magazines, do you think that that ruins some of the surprise? Yeah, it does ruin it, but then you know what's coming up, so you can, you can prepare yourself. Okay. Well, I want to okay. thank you so much for calling in, giving your vote. I'm going to make a note of it, and we'll uh, see what else other people have to say. We're going to awesome. move on. I understand thank we you. have... Oh, thank you so much. I understand we have John from Michigan calling in. John, are you there? Yes, I am, Dan. How are you? I'm good, John. How are you? Good. I know, I know that you watch a couple of different soaps, so let's start off with the most shocking soap-wide 
Well, yeah, this might surprise you, but it's actually the, the Loving Murders on Loving back in 95. Oh, I love those. Exactly. Because for me, you knew all these people were going to die because they were shifting the show over to the city. But the way they had them all die was very imaginative. And, you know, it hadn't been seen before. So I really enjoyed those. And then a close right. second would probably be Frankie Frame on Another World. Just because oh, wow. You're, you're going back... Yeah, uh, big time. I think most people tend to think of just the, oh gosh, maybe the 80s or the 90s as, as far back as, as people may want to go. Uh, well, let's, let's do the Another World thing. What about okay. that made it so shocking? Is it for you, too, that you didn't know it was coming because there was no Internet? Well, and, no, you knew it was coming because it was spoiled in Soap Opera Weekly, for example, because I used to get that delivered, and it was on the front page. But just the way that she was murdered and she gave up, she was strangled to death, but she struggled for so long. And, you know, this guy just really, it was brutal. I mean, you know, I, you didn't really see a death that up close. And I think that was 1996, you know, and you didn't see that. You didn't see death on soaps like that up close and right in your face, you know. Huh. You like, well, let's move it up a little more current. Uh, I'm surprised that no one has... Uh tweeted in with some of my thoughts, but let's move into more recent soap history. What about uh, some shocking and, or maybe unnecessary deaths on the soaps recently? Well, unnecessary would have to be um, Alan Quartermain on General Hospital. I agree. There's, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just because I, well, it would take too long to go into an explanation for that, but um, it's, it, they just totally dismantled the entire family, and it was unnecessary. And Do you think the show regrets killing off Alan now as they look back at it? Well, I think they probably do because they had him be a ghost or a conscience for two years, you know. So I think they should have just said, hey, do you want to go non, non-contract? And he probably would have said, okay, and, you know, shown up every so often, you know. And so that's a problem I think some shows have. And Like you were saying, I don't think they're going to have a problem with killing Mickey on days because I watched it this week and Suzanne Rogers is awesome. But sometimes they kill people off and then they think about it. They're like, why did we do that? You know, because you don't have the character later, like Georgie Jones in General Hospital, for example. You know, you don't kill like legacy characters, just like throw them at the wall and be like, let's kill this person today and this person next month. And then, you know, you don't think of the consequences. Oh, wait a minute. Five years from now, we don't have them for story. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that leads me to a good question before uh, we move on to the next caller. If you were... You had the ability. Which one character would you undo their death uh, soap-wide right now? It can be from a long time ago, but which one character would you say, you know what, we made a mistake, let's bring them back? I would probably bring back the quartermains that were killed off and just say that it was probably Helena's doing. Bad Because they, they were involved with Mikos in the beginning and just say it was revenge for all that stuff. Okay. I mean, it's not like it would be impossible for her to do that, so, you know. Oh, well, Okay, no, I think that that's good. Sometimes it might be better to bring back a whole family rather than just the one character. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, John, for calling in. I'm glad to hear from you. Nice to hear you, too. Talk to you soon. Thanks, John. We have another caller. I'm going to turn a little bit west here, and we're going to go to Michael from Missouri. Michael, are you there? Oh, yes, I am, Dan. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm anxious to hear what you think might be the biggest and most shocking death in soap opera history. 
that would have to have been John Abbott on The Young and the Restless. Uh, I, I agree with that, too. Now, I, I asked the last caller uh, when he mentioned Alan Quartermain if he thought that maybe the folks at General Hospital regretted that decision. Do you think that The Young and the Restless regrets that decision to kill off John Abbott? Well, of course, that was under uh, then-executive producer Len Marie Latham, and I think that was just an astronomical mistake, um, which, you know, obviously, <clears throat> thanks to the writer's strike, um, she was eventually fired, thank God, and uh, now we have Maria Rena Bell and, you know, the backhand in there, and she's straightening up the show, but... Yeah, that was a huge mistake, and uh, you know many of us uh, that are fans of uh, Jerry Douglas were uh, are just happy that we get to see him occasionally playing the ghost of John Abbott and and whatnot. So, well, you know, there are, there's one other, maybe more shocking than uh, stunning, but I thought the death of Brad Carlton was also shocking. Just in that, I've never seen a soap opera show uh, a dead person under the ice looking up at you. Uh, I, I thought it was surprisingly graphic for a soap. Well, um, yeah, it was. Um, and, you know, and quite frankly, I, I was never a big fan of Don Diamonds anyway. So, um, and, you know, I just, it was okay. I, yeah, it was shocking the way that it, they showed it. Um, but did that's they how that one goes. It? Did they need to kill the character? Uh, did they need to kill the character? Uh, I really don't know. Um, I knew they were trying to trim down some of their cast, but um, to have killed off the character, uh, probably not. I think if they were to recast the role with somebody else, had Brad stayed alive, um, I think it may have made the show a little bit more interesting. Okay. So, uh, you know, the, the other thing, though, uh, I'm thinking of that, they also killed off Colleen. So, you know, I think the two together, you kind of think, really, do we need to kill off a whole family here? That uh, seems to be something that they, they do on the soaps. They start with one, and then they go down the line. Yeah, well, and you also have to realize a lot of fans really didn't take to uh, Tam and Sersix. Uh, interpretation of Colleen, and many of them actually really liked the original one. I uh, can't remember her name. And then uh, Adrienne Leon, I really liked hers. And so to have Tamman come in, and it was just like, that's, she's, it just wasn't Colleen to me. No, I, I understand. Sometimes uh, recasts can be jarring, especially if you have someone who has to work on hiding an accent, uh, you know, that, that complicates matters here. But uh, before I let you go, if you could undo one death, other than the ones that we've talked about, on any of the soaps, uh, who would you pick? Oh, let's see. Brad Snyder, as the world turns, without a doubt. Okay. Do you think that that was a mistake there as well? Yeah, I do. Um, I I don't know why they let uh, um, Austin Peck. Yeah, thank you. I don't know why they let him go, but um, I just think uh, that was a mistake uh, right there. Um, and I just and I really really enjoyed Austin's interpretation of Brad and 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 his 
relationship with Katie and everyone else. It was just, it was really hard to um, have to deal with that. And uh, but I certainly enjoyed the hijinks between him and uh, Trent Dawson playing Henry. And it was just absolutely hysterical. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for calling in. We are going to be heading into another break here shortly. Well, you're very welcome, Dan, and I will uh, talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. We are coming into what will be our final break of the show. When we come back, we will have Tasha from New York calling in and the answer to who next week's special guest will be. Stay tuned for more Soap Central Live. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment? Or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. We are dishing the most shocking and surprising deaths on daytime and we have Tasha from New York on the line, and uh, let's hear what Tasha has to nominate as her picks. Thanks for calling in, Tasha. Hi, can you hear me? I definitely can hear you. Yes, how are you doing? I don't know if you remember me. I remember everyone. I'm like an elephant. Nothing ever gets out of my mind once it's in there. Okay, I just have one question about the writers for, for the new writers for AMC. Yes. Is it really Christman? Well, for those of you who are uh, listening, who may not understand, uh, there is a rumor out there that All My Children has named its new head writing team. Uh, it has not been confirmed. Uh, certainly, anytime there are rumors out there, you know, we'd like to know what's going on. But this is one of those situations that it doesn't make sense in my head. Uh, certainly, with As the World Turns ending, why would they bring over... Uh, David Kreitzman to go to All My Children. Why not let him finish out his contract? Uh, the show may continue as the world turns. It could get picked up potentially somewhere else. And then the cynic in me wonders, why would you bring on a head writer who has been in place when two shows were canceled? That's my thing. And, I mean, if you're talking about shocking deaths, certainly... Uh, the deaths of Guiding Light and possibly As the World Turns have to rate up there really high. I mean, you know, I just don't want to see any clone stories or back-in-time through painting stories like on Guiding Light. And then with, um, the other person, she was there when Another World was canceled. I know. Uh, that's why I, I just, I, you know, I, I have to wonder. You know, certainly I'm not saying that the the information is not true. I am just saying that I have not been able to personally confirm it. And uh, at least for right now, I think that 
uh, we'll let the speculation build. There have been a lot of names. Uh, I think at one point in time, uh, you know, there were a lot of other names. Lynn Marie Latham uh, was the name that came up, and it seemed like that was definite. Uh, then, of course, it wasn't. So uh, I think we'll let ABC make their announcement, or certainly if I find out something before then, people can read about it on SoapCentral.com. But I'm not going to let you avoid the question, Tasha. What has okay. been the most shocking or unnecessary death in daytime history? All my children. What about Stuart Chandler's death was shocking or unnecessary, in your opinion? It, it was just basically a plot point, and it served no purpose because it doesn't seem like his, you know, his brother has changed at all. You know, it just was a waste of time. Well, I never really cared about the character of Stuart, but oh, really? Really, you know, after a while, I never really saw his purpose. I mean, in the eighties, he was great with Cindy and all that stuff, but then he became a wild character. Mm-hmm. He from base and he. Doing that baby switch thing, right? I had my problem with that. Okay. So I was like, "Oh, you're taking that for baby over your your um, blood." I was like, "No, no, no. She did something horrible. Don't defend her." All right. So that was my thing. My okay. other question is: Sure, Mike, Michael on GH. When is he going to be, you know, okay? Because everyone's like, "Oh, he's a murderer," but he's not. He defended his family. Well, I mean, isn't that a, an issue of semantics? Whether you, you kill someone in, in defense or what have you, you could still say, well, technically you took someone else's life. So uh, are, are we just, you know, uh, playing word game here, or do you firmly it, stick by that? No, this is how I see it. Alexis is a killer because she oh. killed Louise Alcazar. Okay. She didn't do anything. Michael was that self-defense, and where I'm from, if someone comes into your house, a break-in, and they do have the right to shoot them. No, I, I'm, you know. I definitely agree. I mean, considering that he was 17, Claudia had a gun. She was responsible for killing people. She was in the mob. She showed no self-remorse. You know? She took a person hostage, his mother. It's mm-hmm. self-defense. Okay. I don't see why GH is going to bring up a case against this boy when they, the police know they can't win. Well, did they need to kill Claudia? That's probably a better question. Yes, she needed to go because she was whacked. Okay. I'm sorry, but she, you know, I don't think, I mean, there comes a point when the character can't be redeemed. I mean, she thought he killed her baby, then she sent Jerry after him. She was like, she sent Jerry after him and Christina. She saw Christina under the thing. She turned and walked away. If Michael hadn't gone back and looked for Christina, Christina would have been dead. All right. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, Tasha. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and, of course, your questions. Questions are always welcome. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again in the future. Of course. Thanks, Tasha. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We are closing in on the end of another edition of Soap Central Live. I wanted to let everybody know who next week's guest is going to be. Uh, I teased you at the top of the hour, saying it's an Emmy-nominated performer who's been on five different soaps. Well, next week, I am very pleased to announce that we will have Tanya Walker-Davidson, who you may know probably best for her role on One Life to Live as Alex Olenoff. She will be on to talk about what she's been up to since leaving 
One Life to Live, and as well as a couple other special projects that she's working on. So I hope that all of you will be able to tune in then. Of course, don't forget the trivia question from today. Putting together all of the seven soaps that are currently on the air as of December 31st, 2009, how many total years have those shows been on the air? You can send your answer to radio at soapcentral.com, and if you're right, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a soapcentral.com T-shirt. So I look forward to seeing what you say as your answer. Now, I do want to let some of you know, I I do read your feedback. Uh, A lot of you have told me that apparently I sound different uh, on the radio as I, than I do on the videos at SoapCentral.com. And I, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but this is not the first time that this has been pointed out to me. There is something that I call my drive through voice. Uh, apparently I've been told and been pointed out this by friends that when I'm driving into a, a drive through at a restaurant and ordering food, apparently I become Barry White when I get up to the ordering system. You know, uh, suddenly it's, can I please have two double cheeseburgers? I don't know why that happens. I don't know if it's to help my voice carry or, or whatever it is, but my voice actually goes in the other direction when I'm excited. It goes up to sort of Mariah Carey, high, shrilly. It's, it's a mess. Uh, so maybe that's the reason that you think I sound different. Uh, it's my drive through voice. So uh, that's one of the bizarre mysteries of SoapCentral.com. Coming up, in addition to having Tanya on next week, there's going to be a lot of soap news. You know, there are a lot of exciting returns coming up on One Life to Live. We have Gina Tonioni returning. She is a two-time daytime Emmy winner. She is coming back as Kelly Kramer. And right now on SoapCentral.com, there's a very interesting interview that I did with her at a luncheon in New York where she and the other Kramer women gathered around and sort of talked about their different places in Landview and how they relate to each other. And it's strange to me that there really aren't a lot of powerful women on soaps, considering that this is a genre for women, typically. Uh, I don't know why there aren't a lot of more powerful women. Uh, Coming to mind would certainly be the Kane women on All My Children, but you have the potential that that family will be gone. They've gotten rid of Bianca. Uh, Alicia Minshew may not be coming back for a long period uh, as Kendall, and you're, you're left with Susan Lucci on her own. So I'm not sure uh, why we don't see more powerful women instead of crying and drama, and you know, maybe that'll be a future topic for another show. Uh, certainly something to look into. And I'm hoping... Uh, Again, another exclusive for you guys. I'm hoping that Gina will be on in a couple of weeks to talk about her return. She'll be back, I believe it's February 12th. Of course, it's a Friday. You know we'll probably see her uh, feet or the back of her head uh, at the end of the Friday cliffhanger. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, But hopefully she'll be on to dish with us about her big return to One Life to Live. But remember, again, next week we will have more soap news We'll have Tanya Walker-Davidson on and more of the latest soap news. So I hope that everyone will be able to tune in and call in. And I appreciate all of your support. 
So until then, uh, try not to get kidnapped by anyone or find an evil twin. This is Dan Kroll for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.